Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. This is another edition of Football Today. That is Bobby Skinner from Talking Giants. I am Chris Rose, producer Mikey along for the ride as well. What do you have, class photos? You got a buzz cut on me. What happened? I know, I know. I'm, I'm traveling up this weekend. I needed to get one before. Um, so I'm a, I'm like a haircut every like five weeks type of guy. So I like to get it nice and nice and clean. So what do you do? You just ask him for like a one guard or something? Four on top, two on the side, leave a little in the front. Okay. I mean, I feel like I should tee up an eight iron and try and hit it right off the top of your head. I've gotten the, um, what's the guy from Rocky? Um, oh yeah. Okay. I must break you. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm heading. I'm heading up the jersey. I'm. I'm. I got to fix this Giants season by myself. Good luck with that. You Undefeated in Giants games I've attended. Really? Mm-hmm. What's your record? Um, I am. I one two. I'm like six. I'm like five zero oh, and one. Five, I was oh, at the one. tie last year. That's amazing. Okay, good. Uh, let's start off with the the best game of the weekend: Sunday Night Football. Matchup of five and one teams. You got the Speedy Dolphins against the defending NFC champs in Philly. What's your biggest question heading into this one? Well, finally, we have a Sunday night football game we can look forward to, and it's going to end up being a blowout probably because that's just the way it works. Um, The Eagles, can they keep up with the Dolphins offense? Because I think this isn't a great matchup for the Eagles defense. Um, The Eagles, it almost, and they're winning, right? So it's hard to critique them too much. But it almost seems like they're like practicing on game day, like trying to add more sophisticated stuff to their offense and be more traditional drop back. Where in reality, like the RPO play action game has been there, but they're not really running it. You're not using that stuff. They run the ball really well. They've kind of gotten away from the Shane Steichen offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Will they kind of all right? Let's 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 just do exactly what we did last year type of stuff. Because I'm telling you, when you watch them, it's like it's a lot more like complex stuff or like hey we're only gonna block five and we're gonna drop you back you know on seven step drops like so will the eagles try and harness what they've done in in past years against a speedy miami team yeah there's i think there's a lot of questions about philly even when they were five and oh we felt like there was still a fairly sizable gap or at least i did i don't want to speak for you um fairly sizable gap between the Niners and the Eagles. I just felt like even though the Eagles were unbeaten until last week, that they hadn't played their best football. However, my question focuses on the Miami Dolphins. Nobody should ever apologize for their schedule. Number one, they don't make it. It's not like they book homecoming games and stuff like that. And you can only play who you play. And some teams we think are going to be okay at the beginning of the year. They end up not being any good and that whole thing. However, their five wins are against the two and three Chargers, the one win Patriots, Broncos, and Giants, and the winless Panthers. Those are facts. I get it. Then in one of the games, they put up 70, and others, they put up 40. They're running all over the place. The one really good team that they played is Buffalo, and they got their balls kicked in, and their offense looked 
okay. Wasn't great, Bobby. It still put up a decent amount of points, and that Buffalo defense to me is like the if you were building a how what's the defensive personnel and type that we're going to use to play Miami? Mm-hmm. It is it is Buffalo where they had the you know Matt Milano and and Terrell Bernard those linebackers who play deep and like their nickel corner. I know from experience, he he's like a linebacker for them, right? Which is like huge because they try and get out on the perimeter. So you need your DBs playing, and then they got the safety. I don't know which safeties played that game. So I think where the Eagles, it's they're kind of the exact opposite, where they're like, hey, we want to we want to get to the rush four, but our linebackers are not really side to side like that Cunningham. I don't know if Nicobe Dean is going to be like playing and starting for them, but they kind of have like move forward type guys and not sideline the sideline guys. And I think Miami's going to. Test like I think Miami puts up like thirty five in this game. That'll be really impressive, and for me, that's to me that's the, the big deal. Uh, two is the only quarterback that has played a reasonable amount this year that's been pressured on less than twenty five percent of his drops. The Eagles have the second most pressures in the league. We know they like to get the ball out of his hands quickly when need be, so we'll see how that works out. I think it's going to be a fascinating case study this weekend. I hope we get a really good one. We deserve it based on some of the stuff that we've sat through on Sunday Night Football this year. Um, another matchup of five and one squads. This one is in Baltimore. The Lions are going to be paying a visit. Which team is better built for a run at the Super Bowl at this point? This is a tough question because I love so many things about the Ravens and what they do defensively, but they make so many mistakes, right? Like we, like they just lose their. They lost to the Colts, right? And that loss to um, Pittsburgh the other week where it's like all these drops, all these mistakes. But I don't know if the Lions can hang with the top of the NFC where I think the Ravens could go in and and like hang with all those guys, right? Where it's kind of – we all talk about the AFC quarterbacks where now it's like top of NFC. Those are the teams that are kind of stacked and loaded where the AFC, everyone looks a little bit beatable. Well, first of all, if you're just going to go based on probabilities – uh, when you look at where organizations have been, the Lions have won one freaking playoff game since 1957. Even if the Lions were to get a bye, you still have to win two to get to the Super Bowl in the same year. So the odds of that happening, if you believe in that stuff, I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I know. Uh, and also people will correct me saying that the odds of them this year have nothing to do with what has gone on the last six decades. With I'm one football. of those people. I, I am one of those people. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I, I'm with it. I just like pointing it out because it, maybe it makes me feel better about these guys. Than... <laughs> I know this isn't a – I was thinking this morning. I was, I, was, I was actually just – I was driving around with my coffee thinking about football today. And I know it's not on the topic, but I was just thinking about teams. And I know this isn't on topic. Right now, I would pick a Browns 49ers Super Bowl. Oh, God, stop. You're done. I'm serious, man. I'm Dude, serious. Don't get me started. Please don't do that to me. I think you're just trying to fuck with me. I'm really – I'm 100% serious. I love this defense so much. And you think about it, like, the Deshaun Watson, that game versus the Titans looked good. Like, they offense looked good. Um, And, like, it's just like, hey, throw away the, the first two games. You start throwing the ball to Amari Cooper more. Right. And that's what they yeah. did in the Titans game. But anyways, this game, I'm so excited just to, even if the Lions score 40 points or zero points, I'm so excited to see the matchup of Ben Johnson, the their offensive coordinator versus the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. 
because it's Fun. like they're the exact same guy on opposite sides of the ball where it's like they're going to put new stuff in every single week that is going to throw you off pace. They're going to be re- very prepared. They're going to find weaknesses in what you do when trying to exploit them. Um, you know, a good third down offense versus a good third down defense. Like the Lions entire offense versus Tampa was on third down. Um, Amon, like I, I just think uh, you have like a Amon Ross St. Brown versus Kyle Hamilton. I just think it's going to be one of those games where it's just going to be like a coaching, a coaching, like, uh, like what schematic like dreams to watch. So I actually didn't answer the question because I was just kind of poking fun at where the lions have been. And that wasn't very nice of me. Um, I love watching the lions and I'm a fan of Dan Campbell. I think that he's captivated the attention of not just Detroit, but really kind of the NFL world with the way that he has done things. And, you know, it's funny because the first press conferences for Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni felt like they couldn't have gone worse. Like, Campbell, everybody made fun of him for the biting of the kneecaps. And Sirianni, I I even forgot what it was that he said, but it it sounded so jumbled and like, this guy's a head coach in the NFL. People just weren't buying it. And now they're two dudes who I think people are kind of into. With that being said, I think as long as Baltimore lets Lamar be Lamar, that they can be a real tough out come January for teams. Like, just let him be, stop worrying about, well, he can't really be the leading rusher in our playoff game. Why can't he? Why can't he? You know, l- let him be who he is and hope that the guys hang on to their the passes, maybe throw a few behind, you know, longer than seven yards, see if we can get the ball downfield a little bit. Because that defense, it can play. I don't care who's healthy and who's not. That defense can play. Here's, I'm, I'm actually going to save the Lions, though. Um because of like the quarter, I know we said the NFC looks so strong, but San Fran, like you could see them getting the right matchup with that. Um, and I don't trust like, like do you do do you pick the Ravens over the Chiefs? Possibly, possibly, and that's and this yeah. is like a Chiefs team we've talked about that's like not like a blow you away type team. It's kind mm-hmm. of Travis Kelsey or bust on offense, yep. even though they did have Michael Harbin, which I still think makes you a Travis Kelsey or bust. Um, which uh, there's another question later I want to talk about the Chiefs with. Um, so I, I'm going to say the Lions. I think they're better built. I think they're better disciplined. I watched those guys practice in person in Detroit, and they are like, they are disciplined, man. And I think what they do works in the playoffs, right? You have the offensive coordinator. You have, uh, you know, their run game hasn't been like spectacular, but you have yeah. the offensive line. Um, but. I, at the end of the day, I don't think either teams are, but I, I'm going to pick Lions over Ravens. And and good for Jared Goff. Like last year. Who's been there before, too. Yes. Good for Jared Goff. Last season, you know, he played exceptionally well at home. And then on the road, you're like, that has changed this year. And part of it is just his ability to throw the ball downfield. He, he has got the best completion percentage of anybody on air yards over 10 yards. Not just the best. Like, for 20-yard throws, it's 70% completion rate. That's insane. Usually the that best in the NFL is like 50-51%. And you have a lot more season to even it out. But I was actually looking at those exact numbers, Chris, and I was like, oh, I was like this is this is shocking how efficient you are throwing the ball down the field. Like. Mm-hmm. If you can even even if it drops down to sixty percent, that might be like the best we've seen um, in a long time. And golf has always been pretty good at that. I remember him being like number one in um, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen for the Rams. So, 
All right. Uh, we did have football on Thursday night. Actually, it was a pretty entertaining game, it, although certainly didn't sound that way from the announcer's booth at the conclusion of it. Um, Jags hold on and beat the Saints by seven. It figures New Orleans could not tie the game with four cracks inside the 10-yard line. They just couldn't do it. What was your biggest takeaway from this one? This game kind of confirmed priors for me, right? Where it's like Jacksonville's good, talented, but they're still like, man, you should be putting this team away. And they had them early, let New Orleans come back. But Lawrence is dealing with the ankle injury. I still think they're fine, but there's kind of like there's like that extra step you want them to take. And then New Orleans, like it's like you're just going to be an eight and nine, nine and eight team. They're horrible in the red zone, and that showed up at the end of the Four. game. Um, which you can't even put all on car. Like Foster Moreau dropped the touchdown pass that would have tied it. By the way, and they had the touchdown I, the drive before that too. I felt so bad for Foster Moreau. I mean, like it was that was gut wrenching. If people don't know his most recent history, um, he was um, diagnosed with cancer back in the spring. Fought through it, worked his way back, caught a touchdown earlier this year, and you could just see the disappointment on his face, like. Thank God for Alvin Kamara, like walked him back inside the locker room after the game and was like smiling, was like, it's going to be okay. There were a bunch of teammates who went up to him afterward. Yeah. Um, But this game overall just kind of confirmed priors on this. And this is where if there's a big, because we're not going to probably talk about the Saints a ton going forward. We will the Mm -hmm. Jags. At what point do they just embrace that? Like, this is not it. This continuing to try and just go for it, go for it, push like doesn't mean you don't try and compete and win. Like I don't, I don't believe in tanking, but stop mortgaging the future for this year type like a type of team building process where you're not trading two first round picks to trade up for Chris Olave. You're not giving Carr this big contract. At what point do they embrace that? Hey, this is just not it. Like we don't need a full rebuild, but we got to stop. We got to stop. You know, borrowing from tomorrow for today. Well, but they've been doing this for years, right? It always. But they had it for, like, with Drew. With Drew Brees, it made sense to do this. Without yes, a quarterback, was, it doesn't make sense to do this. Right, and for years they have been like number one in kicking the financial can down the road. Right, they have restructured every contract. Like, I think they restructured Dalton Hilliard's contract from probably twenty seasons ago just to make the the the, the pennies. Uh, work on this. Remember, one. like the Taysom Hill, Adam Schefter notification of like ninety million co- dollar contract, and yes. it's like, what the hell? And it's like, yeah, it's only worth like four. I still don't understand the math. That notification, gonna... that ten minutes before there was clarification on that, were the funniest like ten minutes on Twitter ever. Yes. Like, what is going on here? Pretty good stuff. So for the Jags, they should make a trade for a pass rusher. There's a couple out there uh, that could help them. I think. Which is a damn shame. Which is a damn shame with how much they've invested I know. in that in that group. They're Josh the number Allen's one overall good. pick, huh? Josh Allen's good. Yeah, Josh Allen is good. Um, but it's like Trayvon Walker just need more out of you, and he's shown flashes. But it's and maybe like year three he pops off, like kind of the draft projection maybe. was on him. But it's not year three, and they want to win now. Who? So who's the pass rusher that you would say like Brian Burns? Or Daniil Hunter, one of those two. Daniil Hunter. And I think the Vi- the Vikings have shown they showed it was Zadarius Smith. They'll they don't like they're not asking for top dollar on everything. And Daniil Hunter is really good. Like Daniil Hunter's the type of player where even if you're not a team that's trying to go all for it now, that you like, hey, I, I want to trade a fourth or a third for this guy and just re-sign him right now and get him locked up instead of having to try and go after him in free agency. The other thing that I realized, two things. 
One is, you've kind of mentioned it already, the Saints are stuck in mediocrity. Man, that is the worst place to be. God, I hate it when your team is just so caught in the middle. Then you're dependent on a quarterback falling to the middle of the first round or moving up a little bit for a guy you're not 100% sure of. And like, when was the last time they drafted a guy anyway? The Saints, Chris Olave in the first round. No, no, no. Think... no, a quarterback. The Saints. Oh, so it was before Breeze got there. Do they draft Aaron Brooks? Yeah, but Aaron Brooks was like a fourth round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. So a first round quarterback. I am going to say that. Is it possible that Archie Manning was the last quarterback the Saints drafted in the first round? There had to be some dude in like the eighties that. Because that, like, failed them. I don't think so. Now, Russell Erksleben, I don't know if you've ever heard of that name. Russell Erksleben was a punter-slash-quarterback from the University of Texas, but he was really a punter. He was not a quarterback, I don't think. I think he could take snaps. He was a punter that was taken in the first round, I think. Yeah, you're not You're not doing them any... Uh... You're not, you're not defending Are you looking at Saints' all-time first-round picks? I am. I'm going to say that Archie Manning, as the... Second overall pick, I believe, in 1971 would have been the last quarterback they took in the first round. That is good knowledge. He, he was the second overall pick in 1971, so he wasn't a first overall pick. Ne- 1983. Oh, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. 1983, they took a first rounder? Yeah. Quarterback? Yeah. From what school? Uh, Kent State. From Kent State? Yeah. No, 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 that's not true. Because that 83 draft. Jack is... Meehoff. <laughs> All right. I, I, I couldn't give you the are, easy... we back, are we back in sixth grade now? <laughs> I, I had to do it. Are, to are, we, are we back in sixth I, grade? I, I knew I was going to lie and I was just going to make up a random like <laughs> Jeff Smith. And then I was like, you know what? Let me let me change it up. Oh, my God. You're Are you the kid that got kicked out of class a lot? Um. Yeah, I'm not proud about that now, but yes. <laughs> it was funny though. You had me laughing. And now will you at least And I think you knew. Right? I think you knew the answer. No. Well, I just brought it up right now. I don't study this stuff, but 1971 was the year that Plunkett went 1, Archie Manning went 2, and Dan Pastorini went 3. Okay. Well, you felt you look confident, so I wanted to take your confidence down and not just, my deal. just this for is my ten jam. seconds. Come on, this is my jam. This is this is what I do. I do NFL drafts. Your recall it. is very good. Like I remember when I had you on for the playoffs, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I was like through." I was like, "What do you think about Cordell Flaw, who played three snaps in the playoff game?" Like, yeah, he had a good pass breakup uh, on third down. Damn it, dude. Try to pay attention. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're uh, they're a mess, and they're not fun to watch. Thank God the fourth quarter was really enjoyable. That was fun. But, man, the Saints, when they have the ball, they're tough. They are a tough, tough watch. What is up, baseball fans? The playoffs are here, and it's time to get in on the action. We've teamed up with DraftKings, and they're bringing all new customers an offer that you can take advantage of right now. New customers who bet $5 will get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings app now and use my promo code, football today mike who is your uh your world series pick for the rest of this uh at this moment oh i'm all phillies right now i, I just think no one can beat the phils they what are they uh, they're up 2-1 they're up 2-1 they just lost last night to the diamondbacks they got walked off on 
I'm on the Rangers because they play Creed at the stadium. That's right. New customers who bet just $5 on any wager will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. Stay in on the action and use your $200 in bonus bets on DraftKings parlays. Combine multiple bets together for a shot and an even bigger payout. If sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry. You can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy and have shot have the sh- have the shot to win cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code Football today. Bet just five dollars on any wager and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code Football today. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You'll be glad you did. For the sixth time, Herbert and Mahomes will get together. Each of the previous five have been decided by one score. Uh, There's been a lot of talk recently about Justin Herbert maybe being a social media quarterback, meaning he makes all these wow throws, but he just doesn't win games. You buying that? Before I say anything, are you buying that? No, I don't think it's entirely fair. I do not. Thank you. Um through three different offensive coordinators, this guy has put up insane stats. His worst statistical year was last year with 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but he almost had 5,000 yards, and that was like unarguably a bad offensive coordinator, and their offensive line was in disarray when Slater got injured. It had become the worst tackle play in the NFL. Hmm. Uh, winning seasons every single year. You talk about the Chiefs, who have been the gold standard of the NFL. The biggest margin of, vic- uh, of victory the Chiefs have had since them, since 2020 is six, an overtime game. Um, he's had 14 game-winning drives in 54 games. A third of his games have had game-winning drives. Um, so my example, and I hate kind of giving Emmanuel Ocho credence on this, but give me another example of a social media court. Like, just because he hasn't won a playoff game yet, and he's been in one, and they did choke that, right? And there may be some questions about, you know, like comparing him to the elite of the elite. I still think he's a top-five guy. No, I... I I think that's insane. I think any team that doesn't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen should want Justin Herbert on their team. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I, I like Joe Burrow, too. I really do. Um, but part of the reason that Joe Burrow has gotten to where he has the last few years is because that defense has balled out when it's had to. Name me the last time the Chargers got a critical stop, right? Now, Monday night was a disaster for him. I will, I will admit that. You know, he didn't get them... On the other side, yeah, of the oh yeah, that was a horrible Dallas. game, and and horrible that was game. that was not a good job by him. Quarterbacks are allowed to have poor games. Uh, I don't think he's just a stat sheet stuffer. I think that's the sort of fodder that is made for morning shows now, where uh, television executives go, "Can you please say something stupid this week so that we can get our ratings up?" And sure enough, it works. It works because we're the dumb people that watch it. Not me, not you. There's a lot of people in this country who do because they just want to be entertained by people who just say the most outlandish shit and now all of a sudden people will try and turn it into fact like it's not fair to these guys if you were to have a if Emmanuel Acho was a GM today are you telling me that Justin Herbert would not be one of the top 10 quarterbacks that you would pick if you could start a franchise with top and if 10, not, I think he's, he's unarguably top five like you said there's a debate between him and Burrow who, who else besides Mahomes Allen I think that some people would say uh, Lamar. I love Lamar. I'm not. There's no way I'm taking him over Justin Herbert. Not even close. I don't think so either. But I like him too. Um, anybody else? And I think those five guys are like the top 
the young guys of the NFL. Like it's Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, Allen. And, yeah, and by the way, Jalen Hurts is taking his shots now. You know, he could do no wrong last year. And now these people are all over him. Yeah, so to me, it's like this guy has been awesome. Like since since the second the guy stepped on the field, and like you said, he has dealt with like defensive issues. But like last year was their worst season. I read you those numbers. That's a down year for a guy. They were 13th in scoring without any, like, again, like some of the worst offensive tackle play in the NFL, dealing with injuries. They're his uh, offensive coordinator who they ended up firing, um, and Michael Lombardi. So, um, and I'm not even a big Kellen Moore fan, and I can like admit that that was a huge upgrade, Kellen Moore over Michael Lombardi. So, um, yeah, I'm a big, that's, I know Ocho started that and it's, kind of moronic even though it did kind of make me like like people i do like seeing like people squeal a little bit on social media um and get so bothered about it by it by that Mm -hmm. but it is stupid uh he has played 33 one score games in his career which feels like an awful lot he does have a losing record in it he's 16 and 17 in one score games which is one of the worst among quarterbacks since he came into the league in 2020 he also has 14 games. So he probably has the most game-winning drives and the most one-score losses Cousins, in that time. I think Kirk Cousins is the only one that has more. Yeah, they had uh, I mean, they had like eight last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right, last thing before we get out of here. Uh, Jerry Judy continues to talk his way out of Denver. I, I think he does. Guy has 20 catches, which is good enough for second on the team, none of which have found the end zone. However, the fourth-year wideout does have an explanation. As a receiver, you know, you got it's a lot of people you got to depend on. So you, you could you could be open, but if the, the the line don't do their thing, the quarterback didn't do the job, the OC don't push you. It's a it's a whole lot of stuff that we got to go through as a receiver to be successful. So I can't really just at the end of the day I got to do what I what I do at the end of the day. People could say, oh, look at the stats, look at this, look at that, but at the end of, the eye in the sky don't lie. So that's what it is. What did the eye in the sky show of uh, the last game for you? Um, I think that's what y'all need to go do. Go watch the film instead of go watch it, looking at the stats. Go watch the film and see what it do. Does it feel like this divorce is imminent? Yes, and I'm glad because I want to see Jerry Judy get out of there despite all of his flaws. Um, I've watched Judy play a little bit, and he can be a good receiver in the NFL. Like He's not going to live up to the draft profile, but you put him in a good offense, and I think he's going to be a, a – like. We'll be, we will we will look back at that and whatever team traded for him will be happy and that's why despite the fact that they did a pick swap for Michael Hardman I would still like the Chiefs to go and get Jerry Judy I think he's a perfect fit for them you you're not worried about this up here with him no and I don't think the Chiefs are either with the their history of being willing to take risks on guys <laughs> that is true um he's it's it's you don't need him to be you know he's not your quarterback right like and he's again, he's been like the most productive guy for De- Denver the last few years. As you look at his numbers, they're not like they're not god awful, but like I think, despite some of his drop issues and not always being consistent, he is someone who can be a very productive wide receiver too in the NFL. I thought he was going to be a star the minute he hit this field. I thought he was going to be a star, and I know that there's. And by the way, what he is saying is factually accurate about. It's not just on the receiver. 
you know, it is on if the quarterback doesn't do his job, if the line doesn't do their job, if the OC doesn't scheme. All that is right. The fact that he said it out loud. I mean, he's just trying to work his way out of town. If he's not, if that was not his goal, then he's probably one of the three stupidest people in the NFL. Yeah, it's it's he is. I mean, it definitely seems like he's trying to get out because they tried to tra- they thought about trading him last year. They wanted a first round right. pick and no one was giving him that, despite the fact that he did have like he almost had a thousand yards last year, had 850 yards his rookie year. So Denver would be dumb to not trade him like it's oh. over. It's over. Trade him. We'll get what you can for him. Realize it. And, and it's done. Get let Jerry Judy go somewhere else because it's not going to get better before it gets worse. Well, they did pick up his fifth-year option, so any team that trades for him is going to get him for a full year and a half. And then they'll have a decision to make and see if he's he's worth it to stick around. Maybe he just needs that change of scenery, that sports cliche, but I don't know. I, I think even it's not even just like, oh, he's going to be this whole new player when he goes somewhere else. I think he's going to be the same exact player, but it's going to look a lot better in a more in a functioning offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Chiefs are are a perfect fit for Jerry Judy, who need wide receiver help, can get him for a cheaper price than they could have last year. I, I really and Travis Kelsey's your one. I think that's I really do think that's a great football fit, despite the fact that they went after Hardman. Uh, well, good luck this weekend up there in New Jersey. I wish you the best of luck. Go enjoy some football. All right. Oh, I will. Tail, uh, check out that we're going to have the tailgate. Already got a bunch of tickets sold. So excited Love for it. that. Love it. Good. Uh, and uh, yeah, what are you? What are your plans for the weekend? Uh, just I'll be back at uh, NFL Network on Sunday, watching all the games, doing my thing, and I'll be back on uh, NFL Game Day highlights at seven thirty Eastern for an hour, and then right after the Eagles and Dolphins flip on over to NFL Network, I'll be back with my buddy Maurice Jones Drew we get to work together for only the second time all season because our schedules have been off. That'll Sorry be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, I'll see you, see you Monday morning. Sounds good. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Mikey, shout-out to him. And Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world, go have a fun party with him. Go tailgate with him. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Football Today.